Hey everybody, this is Jason from Get Tech Smart. We're here with Dick Salas, and we're going to talk to him about all these awesome comedy shows that he's got going on. He's the originator of this comedy task, or comedy uh, group that he has going on. Has a whole bunch of awesome comedians all around, I believe, the Inland Empire. I'm not exactly sure, but hey, Dick. Uh, what up? Dick, tell me more. Uh, how you doing, man? So, uh, yeah, for, like, like, uh, like he was just saying right now, my name is Dick Salas. Uh, I am a comedian. Uh, we sort of, the group that I'm a part of is called the Quarter Comics or CLC short. Yes, I know. Cock, ha, ha. Uh, we, we do produce shows in the Inland Empire, not just the Inland Empire though. We're also in LA County. Uh, we're in Orange County. We're in, uh, whatever the Temecula County area is. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know if it's Methville or something. But, uh, <laughs> that, uh, and then, uh, we, we, we all, we also have produced out of state. We produce, uh, in the Antelope Valley, which is a very funny name because there are no antelopes in the Antelope Valley. <laughs> um, you, you know, so we're just all over the place. And, uh, what I do love about it also is we're, we're very, what sets us apart as a comedy and what has set us apart from the beginning, believe it or not, was two things it was our mission statement the focus of what we originally had and the tech that we used as weird as that sound <laughs> so when we first came in the scene it was uh when it started uh it was right after kind of the pandemic was ramping down and things were opening up and a couple months in i think it was like six months into that uh after things opened up where Ori baldwin who's uh my partner uh in business partner just want to put that out there i know my name's dig not that way <laughs> uh it is pride month so hey uh but freaking so hey we don't we, we don't uh we don't judge hey no, i don't judge not about judging. i've said straight up look i've said for pride month the way how i'm showing my solidarity is that for the rest of the month every time i pee i sit down so <laughs> that's my way of giving back to the LGBT elemental P whatever community. Yeah. They're starting so IQ I can't keep up any I think they're making up letters at this point. I think so. They're gonna pull like soon they're gonna use hieroglyphics and fucking all this other stuff. Anyway, so um but so we what we started doing was me and Corey and uh we got together and we decided we kind of this it did happen organically the whole thing how it happened. Uh, he was doing a show. I asked him if I could help him set up chairs because he was by himself. And literally, that is how COC started from chairs. And then we started putting on. Then he asked me. We talked about coming together and forming a little group. And in the beginning, we had a few other members early on, and they left very quickly. Um, this episode of Get Tech Smart is sponsored by AppandWebDevelopers.com. Everything you need from website design, app development, hosting, and more. But what set us apart was we were using. Nobody at the time was using lights. As weird as that sounds, really, like nobody was using lights. And I had some lights that I that that I bought because uh, I have um, a theater background as well and an acting background. I'm also a director, so I kind of know how to dress a scene. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, that's uh, one of the movies that I directed for. I was the art director uh, for that movie, so I really I, I have an eye for making things pop a bit more and i was like you know what we don't have we don't need a lot of money to do this this is buy some lights I bought some lights i got some colors and i would change the color of the show believe it or not and that just that alone 
separated us from everybody else. Yeah. And then uh, we just kept going with that. And then now we, so now what we do is um, for a while we were implementing uh, some uh, projectors and we were implementing uh, all, we started getting really crazy with it. And then I decided to scale back just because I wanted to keep it, I wanted to keep it to the basic things. And it was one, we have a great sound system. Right. Uh, tech wise, if you're ever going to do any type of entertainment, sound, as we know how important sound it's, it's, is. Uh, yes, if, definitely. If you don't have good sound, it doesn't matter how great your product or it's, how it's great horrible. your program is. You can't watch it. You can't watch yeah. it. There's not good exactly. sound. It's like and nobody, and no one's going to pay attention to you. And it's the same thing for comedy shows. So I spent money on a really good uh, 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 PA sound system. And because of that, we were able to go from small venues like little bars that we were at to where we we actually uh done comedy shows at the derby room um Pomona Fairplay which holds 400 over 400 people you know and my and you my sound system and my sound system was more than enough for that room you know so I got a question for you then yeah. how do you actually how do you how did you get started on being able to book these locations so it took time um and because of my background like uh, so let, let me tell you guys a little bit about my back I keep referencing it besides the acting portion i also was in music for actually music was the first thing i started i started doing music since i was 12. and uh at 21 my band ended up becoming we became the house band for the whiskey a go-go in hollywood for a couple of years wow um, and it was through there where i kind of learned a lot of I kind of got a crash course in business, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, contract negotiation and, uh, learning, you know, uh, business terminology and, and things like that. But don't get me wrong. It's not like I was super professional either. Cause I'm, this is Hollywood mind you. So I'm doing business deals with music venues and I'm talking to producers. Let's say you're the producer, right? Or you're, you're, you're the producer and you'd be talking to me and in the middle of our business meeting, you just decided to bust out a line of coke. You know, a friend of me will just, hey, hey man, you want to bump? This is the type of meetings I'm at. You know what I mean? So that's Hollywood uh, for you. And I had hair at this point. So, you know, it was one of those, it was just it was like, oh, wow. It was a learning experience to say the least. Yeah. And uh, it just, from there, uh, I then ended up going into the military. Uh, and it was in that point where I really did, I, I kind of really dived more into myself and um, what helped, I guess, ultimately for me was the fact that I could, uh, I was able to look at things and self-analyze because I did the therapy, I did the work. And, you know, from there, it just, it kind of just propelled itself from that point. You know what I mean? And, and instead of going down, I decided to change my perspectives and change the way I do things and remember who I was and uh, just remind myself where it's like, hey, you know what? Um, at the end of the day, whatever it is that you want to do, you're going to push through uh -huh. and you're going to get it done. And that's just all the way I've always been. And when I started talking to these venues, I remembered all my business terminology i even took some business courses i read a bunch of business books um my brother graduated with a business degree from uh cal state cal state pomona i think it is 
he was graduated it? from. Uh, yeah, so he graduated. So, you know, I pick his brain with stuff. Um, yeah. And then I have a lot of friends who also were producers before me in comedy. And since I produced music prior to that, I wanted to see if there were similarities or, or what the differences wow. were. The only differences I needed to learn was the terminology that's used in the comedy world. Once I learned that, it was literally the same. There's no difference. Terminology, terminology used in the comedy world, like, like what? Uh, just, you know, uh, so like, like, uh, for instance, let's see. One term, I guess I would, I, I, I would throw out there that comics tend to use a lot is, uh, you know, we, when we say we killed, for instance, but most people who hear kill that's a bad thing <laughs> there's only two places or two areas that i know of where if you say kill it's a good thing one is comedy and the other is the military <laughs> as weird as that sounds so it's, it's these little subtle differences in nomenclature uh that, that that really kind of make differences and then even in business when we're talking to uh, uh venues the only thing that they want to know is what are you offering what are you going to deliver and will you follow through with it you know uh, and what, that, we, what are we going to get out of it is what exactly they no what how is this going to benefit us how is this going to benefit me my me and my business mm -hmm. and that's the first thing i always address where it's like hey i introduce myself and then from there i'm like and this is how i can help your business because we've helped other businesses this way and here let me show you these other businesses exactly you know so it's coming up with a business plan and yeah. uh also they're knowing your worth that's the other thing a lot of people are afraid to ask that's true. Uh, or negotiate their worth and they'll downplay their worth. And I don't do that because I know what I bring to the table. I'm very honest with them about, especially if it's an area we've never been to, I'll mm -hmm. tell them it takes X amount of time to build something. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to go through the ups and downs and just fire during that time period. But by the end of that time, we should be at this point and then blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So Yep. It's being and it's being realistic also and, that, and 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 also being open to criticism, but at the same time not letting other people control what it is that you do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So, there's a lot that goes through. It's multifaceted. So how do you get uh how do you get all the people involved and all that kind of stuff as as comedians? Uh, were they just your friends starting out or <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's the weirdest thing. Um we're Hold on, my cat is yeah, mad yeah. right now. Give He's me a second. Let him in. Okay. All right, go ahead, kid. Go ahead. All right. Sorry about that. Um, no worries. So, yeah, now he was going to keep doing that all the rest of the time. So, I, um, my dog, I'm lucky that she hasn't started going off. So, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the way it, it's interesting, the way it works, comedy is a very unique um form unique art form i would say because it is an art Lovely. um and it's unique in the sense of comedians really good comedians i would say because there's a difference in comics and comedians in my opinion a comic could is somebody who maybe is an open micer or that's all they've done or they've done a couple shows here and there they don't get paid for what they do maybe here and there they might make a couple dollars get some gas money get some Look. drinks whatever but that's kind of that level and Look. then there's comedians comedians are professionals who get paid to perform their craft exactly um the way how i 
meet these people. It's like some of them are my friends now. You know, I've been friends with some of these guys for years now. Um, and then some of them, believe it or not, I haven't. There's some comics I don't meet till the day we actually do a show together. So I will reach out to them and I'll be like, hey, my name is Dick Salas, Fallon Comic. I'm referring me or if you haven't, I, you know, and usually they check me out. Um, and usually they'll have friends. So the comedy world's so small and at the same time so big that usually, like, I, like, they'll check me out through one of their friends. Mm -hmm. Or they'll look at my feed and they'll be like, oh, this guy, let me see who's been on the shows. And then they'll be like, oh, okay, this guy's. Yeah, they vet you first. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get vetted. Yeah. Or, um, or some of them, someone else will reach out to them, and be like, "Hey, you gotta hit up Dick Salas out in LA whenever you go through, because that's the guy you want to talk to. You know, COC, Court of Comics. Those are the guys you want to talk to. If you want to have good shows, you want to make money, and you want to be in front of an actual really good crowd. Um, and you're not, and you're also gonna work with people who don't bullshit you. So it's one of those where um, I provide, we, we've provided that in the Porter Comics and we're, that's why in the, just hit our two year anniversary uh, a couple weeks ago. And now in two years, we have become the number one comedy producing group outside of Hollywood. That's amazing. So, yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. That's, not a, that's not a small feat. I don't no. know if you guys know out there, but that's really, that's huge. That's really a big deal. Especially out here in in California, in particular, well, not just California, mm -hmm. but anywhere where you're the number one at anything, or yeah. when you're, and it's one of those where it's not about. I think it's a common. I, I I don't like using the word pride because I don't like pride. It's confidence and 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 knowing what it, having a goal and always at the same time being humble of the fact that you're able to attain this goal. Because ultimately our goal was, and I know I mentioned that we had two things that separated us and I said the second one was tech and the first one was our mission statement. And the mission statement for us was we wanted to become a production group or company or whatever terminology you want to use that makes the scene better. Exactly. And that's what we've done. We produce more shows than anybody. We don't have the same lineups twice. You will never see the same lineups twice at any of our shows. Uh, we put on quality entertainment and we bring funny people. And sometimes we'll mix people who aren't so funny in there just because you got to learn your craft. You that's know, true. you got to get good. You have to be able to make mistakes. And in comedy, that's that's what comedy is about. It's being able to. How often do you come up with your material? Is it like every week you have to come up with new material or do you keep using the same material? So that's the interesting part about being a com a, a comedian and a producer. Where, um, or in my case, I guess, I guess I would have to say I'm a producer and a comedian. Producer first well, and a comedian second. Yeah. Because I've been producing longer. But to answer your question short, it's uh, because I have dual roles and because I'm at venues usually sometimes weekly or every other week uh -huh. i can't use the same material all the time exactly because crowd it's 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 the best way i can describe it is imagine if you were in a relationship and the first part of the relationship is great sex is awesome right it's always amazing the first part mm -hmm. but then after a while you get in this groove and this funk and now you guys just keep doing it a missionary that's kind of what happens with your jokes after a while people get yeah. tired of it no matter how funny they actually are. Exactly. So 
I have to come up with new material literally almost every show. Um, have you, because it's, it's hot right now, and I don't even know if it's in the comedy field or not, but have you used ChatGPT or Google Bard or any of the AI systems to help you write some of your comedy, like to, or at least to brainstorm some of the things to start it off, or, or you just haven't even drove so to that level? I use ChatGPT and some of the other AI programs more for the business acumen side and the social media gotcha. uh, side of portion of comedy because comedy is a multifaceted uh career just like any career uh most people think it well challenging careers i'd say most challenging careers are they operate on many different levels so you have to constantly uh juggle all these things to be successful well ai is the next sort of pioneer part uh like the new frontier we'll say uh of technology oh yeah it's, it's like the internet in, in 1994 yeah what, uh, what i learned using chat gbt and some of these other uh ai language uh based programs is though the wit and humor is there there's still a it's very hokey mm -hmm. it's very um and i hate to use the word hokey because i'm not white but it's it, it is it's very like like ah like slap kind of stick yeah. almost like i'm trying to be edgy but i can't be because of my computer limitations sort of thing exactly um and i think the further along ai evolves and develops and is really able to grab the nuance of comedy um i don't really know how creative yet or how helpful it could be to comedians yet on that mm. personally now I'm, I'm i'm not a ai software engineer obviously so i don't know how to super prompt it in those type of ways but i i i'm knowledgeable enough to know and to recognize the limitations that are currently there on this ai uh, uh, uh where ai is at current yeah. now will that change in the future i'm 100 percent certain it will but I don't really know if it will truly ever be able to grasp the nuance of comedy because comedy is very, it's unique to the individual. Yeah. And that's what makes, there's, there's, it is. you have to know the crowd. You totally have to know the crowd. Exactly. And I don't, and unless AI can look like, unless it becomes an actual Android or a physical being of some type and it looks and it's standing out in a microphone and it looks at a crowd. And it, it may be, and you'd probably be able to read the crowd better than we can okay. as humans because it would have the data on everybody and then it could bring the commonalities of what they think is funny. But maybe it could do it better over time and it would be able to present comedy. I wouldn't be surprised if in, you know, five or 10 years it, it got to be something like that. I mean, and who knows with the, Never know. with the exponential growth that AI can possibly achieve. Although, um, we have no idea what. Well, How far this, this it was this discussion here is just sparking my thought about because I actually you probably don't know, but I created a AI app called uh, Tripping AI, and <laughs> it's a travel travel AI app, okay, like a travel chatbot app. Using, so like, it's, so it's like a personalized AI. It's like a personalized AI app. It's like a it's 
it's called Chipping AI, and it's I'll open it up on my phone here and show you. Okay. It's uh, basically I use. Oops. Let's see if I can put this. In okay. Any. I see that. So All right. You ask it a question, a travel question, or say if you're tra it's for traveling. So say, okay. you're, say if you're somewhere, you're, you don't know where there's something to eat or, or better yet, maybe you're traveling with your family. You want to find some family fun things to do for kids in the area or whatever. It'll tell huh. you all the different locations. You can then ask it to, you can follow up with it, tell it to what uh, you want to book the location, book the reservation. You want their phone number, you want their address, you want directions to it, whatever. And it'll tell you everything. So it's like, it's like if Google was an AI at that point. Correct. It's like, uh, it's like ChatGPT, but only focused on travel and entertainment and food. Oh yeah. So it's like AI search engine pretty much that is focused only on those areas. Exactly. Nothing. So is it a language based AI or what, 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 yeah, what it's kind of, it's, I'm using it actually, well, I was within, I'd say a week after open AI released, you know, allowed <laughs> developers to come in. I'm a software developer. So I applied for access to their API and was granted access within about a week and where okay. they created that tripping AI app and had it published, uh, probably about two weeks later. Oh, wow. I worked fast. And I see that. The difference in that is that, yes, it was only updated to like 2021. Something like that. Yeah. Then uh, now they have ChatGPT Plus. Okay. So people that have the paid $19.99 a month for ChatGPT Plus, they get access to plugins. And plugins then can do things like kayak booking sites oh. or what, what have you, different plugins. They have like, a little bit over a thousand plugins or whatever and so you you can use those kind of things and one of those plugins is access to the internet so then it'll actually when you prompt it it can actually get real answers from the internet at that time also i think i'm gonna buy that just because i have the free version and i don't i, I see the limit obviously it's a free so if they had to put a lot of limitations on that. well on the version what they just re recently released if you're a developer that is uh and you have access to their api they they added the ability to prompt with functions just recently so what's that mean that means like say for instance if you're a developer and you have access to the travelocity api mm -hmm. or or whatever api out there mm -hmm. i prompt the chat gpt and say hey if somebody asks to book this, I want you to fetch this API. I want you to look up their city where they wanted to book it, the hotel, look up the hotel through the API and complete that booking. Hmm. Well, it's, it's reverse engineering, literally. Like you have to, it's literally it's, reverse. It's building backwards. That's exactly what it is. You have to think about what they're going to ask and how you can give that to them. That's, that's programming. As, as someone who also has a, I have a huge interest, uh, in psychology that yeah. fascinates me to think about it from that end, because that then programming is just a puzzle piece. You're yeah. together a puzzle it's... school to finish the maze that you drew. Yeah.
from blank piece of paper instead of listening to the boring stuff that the teacher was trying to teach that they didn't know about. So I also was bored <laughs> in school and uh, I went to private school. So, you know, it was very uh, early on, early on I went to huh? private school. So I didn't graduate from a private school. Uh, I got kicked out <laughs> because of my mouth and I like to fight. So obviously now you see I'm a comic and, <laughs> and a marine. It worked out. But uh, I would be sitting there reading books of whatever it was I was into at that time. So mm -hmm. sometimes I would like the very early on years, like second grade, third grade, I was reading Goosebumps books in front of my oh, teacher. Of course, of course. R.L. Stein, come on. Yeah. Being love yeah. But then when I was in like uh, sixth, seventh grade, I'd be reading like like history from like different parts of the world or like that they didn't teach in school you know and then, and then uh in high school i was reading a lot of psychology and science things oh. that i found fascinating because and the teachers most of them didn't know what the fuck they were talking about oh. they were just reading from a book and That's the answers it. were there and if those and if you didn't meet these answers you were wrong and i was like hold That's on it. this book is from 1972 we've learned shit since then you know yeah. like that's exactly it you know and and, and school for me i'm very uh and when it comes to knowledge and education i'm for i'm for it don't get me wrong i am oh, yes, for no. it i really am because knowledge is power and so education is 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 what i think would be that's the first building block in order to to build well. great Love you that. know um but today's education system especially here in america is not geared for learning no. it's geared to conform into a sort of and i guess the best uh, I, I don't want to sound disparaging towards people who work in factories or, or or anything like that but it's geared towards that factory mentality you know that uniformity one kind of military-esque almost it's, in that way it's geared for work for someone else not geared yeah. for go and do this venture that you can see that there's benefit for and yeah. your own business off of this yeah you have to stay within entrepreneurship. yeah you have to stay within the parameters of what is designing you cannot go outside of that yeah. and i don't i've never subscribed to that mentality even as a child uh and especially now as an adult i don't subscribe to no that. I, I, I haven't either because of my medical issues that we spoke of earlier and, and obviously when you have issues uh, medically wise then you can't really have a regular job because you can't just take time off here and there and there and there out of your ass <laughs> and that's why like for me now that i'm like i've been doing comedy uh for a short time for only a couple years to be honest but i went full time with it last year uh, which is crazy compared to the most of my peers they're all everybody was shocked when i went full time because they're like you haven't been doing this not even five years what the heck mm -hmm. you know and we some of these guys have been doing it 10 15 and they're still out full time oh yeah uh, but it's because what i told them was i set myself up i made sure to i very strategic with the way that i move and i plan not just the next three steps no i'm already like well i've already planned okay this is where my goal is which is five years from now, now how do i get there? Uh -huh. 10 years from now how do i get to this and i build i reverse i reverse build it like okay so i have to do this and this i reverse engineer it backwards sort exactly. of like the way yeah uh, you programmers you know what i mean and that that's been my success and 
because also like you guys i have to think what are gonna what are so if this is my goal what's gonna hinder me from hitting this and what's gonna help me to get here and i have to literally do the math exactly um, it's and and it it's sometimes it sounds like i'm crazy and some of my friends and family will be like it sounds like you sound crazy but they know how my or more or less how my process works and they can't argue with the results you yep. know what i mean no one can argue with the results of what's happening uh you know going into comedy now full time this is this is what i do i get paid to talk shit i get paid to do podcasts uh i get paid you know i get paid to uh just have fun and and you know really be able to seek my teeth into it. and it was if it wasn't for tech believe it or not like this phone like the phone i'm on right now um if it wasn't for that like people like yourself create many others um comics and entertainers in general we wouldn't be able to do 90 percent of the stuff that we can do now it wasn't for people going for technology and it for people like you who are keep evolving that technology to such a way where it allows laymen like myself to be able to utilize it in such a user-friendly way you know because i remember when websites were like you said, 94, when the internet first kind of pops up and Al Gore said he invented it, apparently. Um, freaking, to build a website at that time, it was, it was, nobody knew what that meant. Yeah. Like, okay. you know, and now you can literally go on the internet and there's domain builders that you could just use your mouse to build your own website. And it'll take you like 15 minutes to do it. You know what I mean? And that that's insane at the rate that we've come. And that's why I love, I I like technology, but I also am very weary to not be complete as I wish I wasn't as reliant on it as I am, but I also try to remember that there's a real world outside yeah. of technology exactly. and we need to be able to interact with that world. We really need to be able to, to, to remember that technology isn't there to replace the real world, it's mm -hmm. to enhance it. That's right. Definitely. I, I fully agree. So yeah, dude, dude. So I mean, the 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 whole tech aspect of entertainment, I I can't stress enough. If anyone's ever interested in it, if you wanna if you wanna get started, whatever it is, uh -huh. you need to find out what what are the successful people doing, and what are they not doing. And then yeah. you also need to go to the opposite. What are the least the people who aren't successful in that same field? What are they doing so I can avoid doing? That? yeah you know what i mean you need to learn from others mistakes so you don't make them <laughs> exactly and everything in between you know what i mean right. so it's it's and you need to cover as much ground there as you can so that's my advice to people if you want to do anything at put the goal first and then work your way back from it and then ask questions and if you don't know how to use something like me i there's certain pieces of technology that i couldn't fit like I can't figure out for the life of me certain little things. And then I call up one of my friends or, or one of my friend's kids who's like, well, and he's like, oh yeah, hold on. And he like, does it in like three seconds. And I you know, know it's just, it's just yep. the way how time has evolved and how, how all this has happened. And hey, we're now, getting older. What can you say? We're getting older. You know what? Cognitively, <laughs> I, I, I'm still firing on all cylinders, but some things yeah. do baffle me, but I love technology. I do. I love how yep. it, it, it it's allowed me to get to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. in my life and if it wasn't for technology like this if it wasn't for uh sitting there and being able to recognize the opportunities uh that uh technology offers mm -hmm. we wouldn't be talking no uh, i uh, think about it like this you know old school 
I mean, even the even the news they'll do press junkets where they actually have to have a real camera set up there and the person coming in and the celebrity coming in and talking in front of this camera and then they switch it out to another tape and switch it out to another tape, another tape, and the same camera. Like that's ridiculous. Yep. Look what this allows us to do. You're in the comfort of your home. I'm in the comfort of mine. Right. We're able to conversationalize. And so, uh, hey, everybody, I'd, I'd like to have Dick talk to you more about his comedy fest, his upcoming shows that are coming up and, and everything like that. So let's hear about it, Dick. Sweet. Uh, so I got a very, very busy rest of the year. Uh, July, I already put my dates out. Uh, I think I got like 20 shows in July alone. Um, where I'm doing a comedy festival. Actually, it's from what I understand, from what I've been told, it's going to be the biggest comedy festival, comedy festival ever, like up to date ever. Well, uh, it's going to be happening in Rosemont, October 20th and 21st. Stay tuned for those more information on that. I think there's going to be over 250 comics. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's going to be kind of like a ravey type. Um, I don't know what the hell. It's yeah. going to be wild. But uh, And then uh, Bastard's Canteen. I am there in Temecula. I want to really highlight that venue. We're, uh, we're there like sometimes two, three times a month. Uh, the reason I bring up that show, that venue in particular, is we do comedy for a cause. Uh-huh. It is a, not just a, it's a standard comedy show. You get, you know, great amazing comics you get national headliners uh-huh. um but what makes it comedy for a cause is we raise money for a veterans charity called save the Braves. Oh, okay and, uh, it helps out vets in huge ways and all the proceeds go to the charity so uh this saturday um uh july 1st we'll have a show there uh it's in temecula it's called bastards and team Okay. Uh, in Temecula, there's two. There's one in Downey, and then there's one in. We're not at the one in Downey yet. We're prepping to. Gotcha. They had a fire and they just opened up mm-hmm. uh, recently, so they're kind of getting letting all that settle, and then we'll be moving. That we'll be uh, running Tommy out of both places. But uh, right now it's in Temecula, and then I also wanted to talk about I and I Brewing in Chino. Look. We're there usually uh, every other Friday, uh, so the first and third Friday of the month. Something there's five Friday. We'll be there on the safe as well. Um, we run an amazing comedy show out of there. The brewery is has some of the best beer I've ever had. Um, I and I brewing, huh? I and I brewing, and we record We're have those. To check shows. that place out then for sure. Yeah, yeah. We also we do live recording of those shows with Urban Soul TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to give them a shout out as well. Also, um, Firewater Canteen, uh, Fire, excuse me, Firewater Bar in Ontario. We also run out of. Uh, we do the last Sunday of the month there. We also do an open mic after that show. So if you guys are interested in coming through and not just hearing a great comedy show, but you guys also want to try your chops at maybe five, six minutes of see if you got it, see if you like it sort of thing, come on down, you sign up, you buy a drink, one item, you sign up and you get to do your thing. Nice. You know, and then um, I know there's a few other venues that so we is work. there is there uh you got a website you got a social media that yeah how, how can people find this stuff because that's a lot of information that you just dropped yeah. out so how i know can i they find it uh where they can actually look at it so uh my website i'm redesigning it right now i had yeah. it up for a while but i've had uh i had issues so maybe i can maybe i can talk to you about this actually you i do actually do web development so yeah <laughs> yeah so so yeah we, we, 
we can talk about that offline. Uh, so my website will be back soon, but you can check me out on uh, all the social media platforms, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is you got, I'm on. I've been Dick Salas. So Dick, if you need me to spell that, you already messed up. And then Salas, <laughs> S-A-L-A-S. It's, yes, it's backwards. You can spell it backwards, the same forwards. That's called a palindrome. Yeah. Um, or you can type in not your typical veteran. And I'll pop up. You can Google me. You can use an AI search program if you want and bring me up. I don't care. You'll find me. Just look for this guy, you know, with the glasses. And that, yeah. So you can find me. Well, it's been fun, Dick. But uh, let's uh, catch up again later on your uh, next venture. Maybe we'll go over, check out your AI Brewing uh, Comedy Fest. Hey, come on through this Friday, guys. If you're anywhere near Chino. We have our headliner is actually he is a Vegas uh he's he's a Vegas regular at all the clubs out there. Adam Dominguez, you guys want to check him out, you don't want him to show. Nice. Thanks a lot, Dick. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh hope to see you guys soon.